Hello, welcome to our latest series of the Reach Next Generation podcast. I'm Grace Jeffries and I'm thinking about my future. To help me with this, I'm speaking with successful women to get an understanding of the challenges they faced throughout their careers, how they overcame them and what tips they have for girls of my age. My guest today is Palm Sandu. Palm is a former chief superintendent in Britain's Metropolitan Police Service. After 30 years of service, she became, she became the first non-white woman to be promoted through the ranks of chief, to chief superintendent. Thanks for joining me today, Pam. Sorry, Palm. Um, can <laughs> we start by you telling us all how your career took you to the role of superintendent? I will indeed. And first of all, it's a pleasure to be on the podcast. Really pleased to have been asked. Um, so if I just give you a little potted history of my career. Um, so I joined the police service in London, um, had an absolutely wonderful time and would recommend it to anybody. Um, some really unique opportunities and privileges to work with local communities and you know other partners. So I started off as a police constable in the east end of London. And after a few years, I decided that I would like to go for promotion. Um, I suppose I got tired of people telling me what to do and I thought, well, I can do that. So I then went for promotion and went through the sergeants and then after the sergeants, it's a, it's a weird rank structure. So you go inspector, chief inspector, superintendent and chief superintendent. And I ended up as a chief superintendent. Um, I was in charge of an area in West London around the Richmond area. So I don't know if you know London, yeah. but um, so I, I, would, I was the chief superintendent, borough commander for um, the Richmond and I absolutely loved it. Met some really great people along the way, people that I'm still in contact with and, and our friends. When you went to school, did you know that you perhaps wanted to work in the police service or what you wanted to do or did that happen more later in life? My background was quite different in that um, when I was at school, um, although I was good at school and I did get my uh, GCSEs at that time, um, I didn't go to college or university at that point. Um, my background was that my parents expected me to get married very young and have children and have a, you know, that sort of a life. So when I was at school, all I wanted to do was go to university and that was my goal in life. And I always thought that I was better than, um, better than just leaving at 16 and just doing nothing with my life. So I didn't have that family support at that time. So it was something that I wanted to do, but I didn't have the opportunity at that time. Yeah. So you mentioned that you went to university, um, but how important do you think it perhaps is to go to university, especially with apprenticeship schemes, graduate schemes, all of the things that you can now join at a younger age? I think that getting a good ed education is one of the most important things that you can do. It doesn't necessarily have to be um, a university degree where you end up with a load of debt at the end of it. And there are a number of apprenticeships and opportunities now where you can get a degree without having to, you know, raid the, ba the bank as such. So there are lots and lots of opportunities to get apprenticeships or get degrees. And even if you join an organisation, a lot of organisations will fund you through university because, I, as I said, I didn't get a degree when I was in my 20s. Um, I got my degree quite late on in life. It's something that I really wanted to do. And I was fortunate in that the police service will help you financially to get a degree. And, it, you know, it's not just the police service, but many organisations will actually look at their staff, look at their teams and think, 
what can we do to support them and how do we get them to improve? Because if you go through educational continuous professional development, it makes you a better person in the work environment. So it's always it's one of those things you don't just stop at 2021 and think, right, I've got my degree. Even later on in life, because which is what I did, I still carried on with my education. I worked full time, but I still carried on with my education. And I really think it's important. And if you have that opportunity whilst you're young to get to university, get yourself a degree or, you know, whatever qualification it is that you want to get, I, I, I think that's 100 percent. That's that's what you should be aiming for. Brilliant. So um, as part of our Reach Next Generation Summit, we look at diversity and opportunity for young girls from the black and minority communities. How well do you think that that police, especially in London, are doing to recruit people from these communities? The police service in London and right across the country are working really hard to recruit people from lots and lots of different diverse backgrounds. It's really important to have a workforce that is representative of the community. Because if you don't represent the community that you serve, you can't serve them properly. And one of the big um, advantages of having a diverse culture, a diverse workforce, is that you understand the cultures, you understand the traditions, and you can understand different people's points of view. So that if, for example, you go and deal with a domestic incident, you can see, you know, if people can't pay their bills, you can understand it because you come from a similar background or maybe you've experienced it in your own life, or you know, you've you've witnessed it yourself. So it's really important to have people who represent the public, represent the communities in every way that they possibly can. Of course. Now the world is changing so much and super quickly. What do you think work for women might look like in ten years' time, or what do you maybe hope it may look like? Hopefully in ten years' time it will be easier to work and have a career and have have a proper family life because I think in the past it has been quite difficult to juggle families and especially children and have a career and I'm hoping that as we go forward those um, demands on your time will become easier and and you know work will become more flexible and I think in the last couple of years where people have been working from home more that is going to become the norm and that is going to become more and more acceptable in every single type of work that there is. Mm. Now, throughout your career in the police force, have you had maybe any mentors or have there been anyone that you particularly admire? I think it's really important to have a good education, but also to have mentors in your life. Um, I've had mentors from more or less when I started in the police service and they have been a really valuable tool They are really important people in your life because you can actually talk to them. They're independent. They'll listen to you and they'll they'll ask you the questions that you may not have thought of. So you may think you're really happy in a particular role or a job and they'll say, well, why aren't you going for promotion? Why aren't you going for lateral development? Why don't you think about going into a different department and, you know, challenging yourself? Because it's really easy to become comfortable in a role that you're good at and you need a mentor a person who's independent of your work life who'll say well you've been in that role for two years what's next what's your what's your plan and it's always about planning for the future and having those plans and challenging those plans as well of course mentors as i agree with you can be quite um important and quite good tools to use um 
when you're going through your career. Absolutely. And I think one of the reasons that I managed to get to the chief superintendent rank um, was because of the people around me and the mentors around me. And also, if you're part of a good team, it, it encourages you to do better and to push yourself a little bit harder. So I think mentors, as, as soon as you can, you know, it, there's no age limit. As soon as you can, even if you're 15 and you're still at school, if you can get yourself a mentor who's going to ask those questions, say, have you considered? What about this? And ask those questions. It's really important. Now, the theme of our summits is I can do it. Is there anything that you perhaps thought you couldn't do that you have managed to do? I think the whole of my career is something that I didn't think I could do. And it's only because I had the, the good people around me who pushed me. Um, I had family, friends, mentors, sponsors. I had everything and everybody around me that could possibly help me. And they did help me. And it is important going back to the mentors and having that almost that peer support as well. So if you're in a group of friends or colleagues from work or university, you will all be pushing each other. You will all be thinking, well, we can do this. So for me, it was the whole of my career has been because of the people around me and the support that I got. And it's creating that supportive network around you that will push you. Yeah. Now, do you still have perhaps any personal or professional ambitions that you wish to fulfill in the future? I am still working hard. I'm a director of the London Policing College. So we're training new police officers. So we're training the police officers of the future. I've also written a book and I'm also doing some media work in um, commentating or narrating some crime series. So I'm still working. I haven't actually given up yet. So there's still and it is about, you know, why? Why would you give up? Why would you ever stop? There's always another opportunity. There's always another door that's open for you. And it's just yeah. looking around and thinking, what can I do? What would be exciting? What would be fun? And what would I like to do? And it's asking you because you quest the question is, why can't I do it? Yeah, of course. I guess there's always stuff that you can do and most of it you completely enjoy. Yes. And um so I, so the doors haven't closed for me yet. No, and I'm still working hard and I still have challenges and goals that I'd like to reach. Yeah. Well you mentioned your book can you tell me a bit more about your book and why you maybe chose to write it um, I did my 30 years in policing and um, I I was mentored but I, I was also a mentee so one of the things that I wanted to do was write down my own experiences and talk about things that happened to me and some of the obstacles and the coping mechanisms so for me the big part of it was the coping mechanisms and working out how do you deal with obstacles? How do you go around those mountains that look like you can't climb them? So for me, it was more about recanting some of my experiences and then talking about how I dealt with it so that if it helps one other person, then it was worth writing that book. And it's a really good, fun experience as well. Yeah. Well, finally, and this is a new question for our guest this series, um, and that is, if you had to describe yourself in three words, only three, um, what do you think they would be? I will give a brief warning. I have said this before. Um, it sounds easy, but trust me, it's not. Team player. Okay. Um, hardworking and supportive. Oh, I, de me, 
because for me it is about supporting the next you know the people who are following you the next generation as such yeah of course I mean using your 30 years of experience all of that knowledge of course you would have to help the next generation so that they can pass on that knowledge also absolutely and I think you do need to be part of a team and it's not about seniority it doesn't matter whether the people are more junior in ranked service or anything everyone has a part to play and everyone has a contribution and it's being able to recognize that contribution yeah of course well i really enjoyed chatting with you today palm thank you so much and i'm sure everyone listening will now be thinking about some of the choices they're about to make in their own careers keep listening to the reach next generation podcasts as i talk to many more brilliant women and more details about us is at www reachnextgeneration.com and a big thank you to all our partners and sponsors ideal standard barclays st modwen green king and levi strauss